What a twat. We're the 77th most listened to sports podcast in Brazil. And welcome to the All Over Teams podcast, the uninformed and yet equally opinionated gander into the sporting world. As always, I am Fat Ronaldo. And uh, once again, I am joined by my two fantastic co-hosts. First up, he is the future mayor of Buffalo. It's Jack Green. Good evening, gentlemen. Good to see you both. And across the pond, thousands of miles away in a person, but very close to our hearts, he is absolutely devastated with Luton Town's departure from the FA Cup. It's Jeremy Curo. <laughs> Ali, coming in hot today. How are we doing, boys? <laughs> Good to see you both. And ladies and gentlemen, it is wonderful to have you on board once again for another Jolly Gander through the world of sports. Please remember, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Pods, we're on Instagram. Jeremy Curo, it took us an hour, but you did log in to our Twitter page. Anything that you can inform the listeners? No, I haven't checked it since, to be honest. Okay, <laughs> I did uh, thoroughly enjoy the uh, just debacle that it was trying to log in to our Twitter page as it uh, we realised that none of us knew what the password was and then we needed a security code. Uh, so that was fun and games. But please give us a shout on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on Apple Pods, we say it every week, please give us a cheeky five-star review. That would be lovely. What's up? Uh, what's up? What's on this week's show? Uh, more so. Uh, well, we're going to update you on just how bad our teams are. It's the return of Quickfire Questions. Jack does his best Chris Tarrant impression. We take a look, look at things that you may have missed from sport. Jack has found a twat. Uh, before delving into our favourite top threes, but boys, I appear to have lost the ability to speak immediately as we begin this podcast. That normally, we at least get to the first segment before I stumble over my words, but this week, um, well, I'm a little hungover. So uh, there's a shock for the listeners nice. right there. Uh, but gentlemen, our teams uh, are normally quite bad. And normally we start with uh, with Jeremy Curo. But I think this week we're, we're going to need to start with, with Mr. Jack Green. Because in la- last week's episode, Jack, you said you were quietly comfortable. You know, quietly comfortable with Norwich City. So I can only imagine this weekend's been a great success. <laughs> oh, but um, losing to Bansley. Mandley uh, was was only in the <laughs> FA Cup, so I'm not I'm not upset about it. I'm in fact quite happy about it. Um, don't need the FA Cup this year; it's an irrelevance um, and a, another opportunity for players to get injured or sent off or whatever. So good luck to Barnsley; they've just drawn Chelsea, um, who beat Jeremy's beloved Luton. So yeah, good luck. Um, but they won midweek as well, so seven points clear at the top of the league. I will firmly take that. Um, Moving on, the Pacers uh, actually have been watching one of their games this evening against Jeremy's beloved Toronto Raptors. I don't know what the final score is. There's a chance that it has now finished. Um, They played like shit and probably don't deserve to win. So uh, a win for Jeremy's Raptors potentially. Um, But they lost lost two games back-to-back since Oladipo left. They got an uh, overtime win against the Magic um, last night. Um, So... It would be nice to get a couple of wins on the trot at home, but it wasn't It wasn't looking great when I turned it off. Bills, <laughs> tonight is the night. 
very very excited about this i'm on dry january so i will not be drinking which is quite sad but it means that the tables in my house will stay intact um <laughs> hopefully in my eyes i think it will be a shootout and i think the only way that bills win this is if their defense steps up like it did last week and manages a few stops i'm not sure about what's going on with patrick mahomes there's there's chat of turf toe now as well as the concussion so whether he plays or not if he doesn't it'll be an excuse for the kansas city if he does then the bills get to say they beat the best um my newly anointed calgary flames oh uh, yeah had a fairly decent start to the season Lost in overtime to the Jets in the first game before two wins in a row against the Canucks. The playing the Leafs tonight starts in half an hour. We'll all be watching by the sounds of things. Two ga- home games in a row. And the Kraken still have no players. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I do uh, understand that Quickfire Questions is on its way uh, later on in this podcast. But could anybody please tell me what on earth Turf Toe is? No. Uh, nope. Some sort of toe injury. Okay, well, yeah. we wish Patrick Stop Mahomes yeah, Stop. We wish yeah, Patrick exactly. Mahomes and his toes all the best. Uh, boys, update on the Raptors game. Uh, with three seconds left in the fourth uh, quarter, it's currently 107-102 to Jeremy's beloved Toronto Raptors. And right. with that, Jeremy, one of, your team, one of your teams are about to take away a win. So please, um, how's things going in the world of uh, Jeremy Curiel sports teams? Well, keep in mind it is the playoffs in the NFL, so obviously the Jets uh, haven't been active in quite a while. But uh, the big new rumor is that they might be the favorite to land Texans quarterback uh, Deshaun Watson, which would be unbelievable. It would be amazing. They don't ever get anyone good. Uh, They've got the um, picks to do it with picks 2 and 23 in this year's draft, next year's picks, as long as they don't part with uh, defensive linemen Quinn and Williams. They can trade pretty much anything, and I'll be happy not going to get my hopes up because this team has a long history of disappointing both on and off the field but if it happens um i'll be pretty ecstatic as for the raptors i've just updated their record to now seven and nine uh so that's exciting they've picked it up a little recently i still do think this is going to be a transition year and a trade could be coming but uh in the meantime they're looking like they're probably gonna slide into one of the lower half playoff slots and probably lose in the second round i'm gonna guess uh, the Leafs. The Leafs are now six and four. Uh, but the big news there is that I got an email from the NHL shop website saying that they were not going to be able to send me my Wayne Simmons jersey no! that I ordered. <laughs> leave it. Leave it to the NHL That's to this. somehow run out of jerseys and you know <sighs> not just make more and send them. So keep in mind it was from the official NF- NHL rather shop. So. Uh, sorry, Wayne, but uh, maybe next year I'll be able to get that jersey. So hopefully he's back on the team next year. That is uh, thoroughly disappointing. I actually bought a beanbag off the internet, and that also didn't come. So I'm starting to think <laughs> I might have bought an NHL-themed beanbag. So this explains a lot. Um, I also, I have to say, when you, uh, Jeremy, said that you'd updated the Raptors record to 7-9, and nine, uh, there was still three seconds left on the clock, and I thought this would be a peak all our team special if the Raptors threw away <laughs> a uh, six or seven point lead with three seconds to go and you had to erase that update. But uh, but uh, no, the game is over. The Raptors have won and remember, right. fuck Indiana. So what about my sporting <laughs> team world? Now, boys, last week um, when talking about Tottenham Hotspur, I completely forgot to, to mention uh, Spurs 
and their third round matchup against Marine AFC. I bored the listeners with Fulham. I bored the listeners with uh, Sheffield United and uh, Tangai and Dumbley's worldy of a goal, which Jack you uh, you did enjoy. You did enjoy. But the weeks uh, week previous to that, uh, Tottenham Hotspur had played. Uh, Northern Premier League Division 1 Northwest, that's a mouthful, uh, side Marine AFC, who are based in the Liverpool region. Now, Marine are 161 places below Tottenham Hotspur in the English football pyramid. This was, uh, at the time of playing and and still now, uh, the largest gap between two FA Cup opponents in the history of the competition, which, Jack, I don't know, dates back to the 1870s, I think it is. So, you know... Many, many, many moons ago. Probably, it's probably older than Canada. It's one of those uh, uh, old school trophies. Um, but yeah, 161 places. But what I found most impressive about it, and Jack, you may want to jump in here with your thoughts, was that Tottenham kind of respected the game. They kind of respected Marine. Um, Spurs played a reasonably strong team. Um, now, we won 5 0, which we should have. Um, it. You know, Marine, by the way, nearly scored an absolute beautiful goal uh, before it completely imploded and Spurs scored about four in eight minutes or something crazy. But, you know, we started with Joe Hart in goals, ex-England international. We had a back four, including Toby Alderweireld and Matt Doherty, Sissoko, Lucas Moura, Deli Alley, all in the middle, and then Carlos Vinicius up front. And he, you know, he himself got a hat-trick. But, Jack, a lot of people criticise uh, top-tier English uh, football teams for not respecting the cup. Um, Jeremy's beloved Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp they've been heavily criticised for playing um, you know their their youth team when they didn't need to but Jose Mourinho for all his criticisms he actually turned up in Merseyside and played a reasonably strong squad so for me it, it, it was good to see I don't know if you've got any thoughts on the matter yeah, I, I think it's respecting the cup competitions, and we've we've said this before about Mourinho. Is it something that he he likes to win them? He does win them, and so why would he risk that when you've got a, a good enough kind of second string or like bench players that are going to be able to come out and and win that game comfortably? You know, and it's a chance for some players to come out and prove their worth. Yeah, um, Deli Ali got almost a full game there, and like he's been rejected by Mourinho, um, and he's everyone knows he's got the quality to. To, to play in that team it's so it's it's a, it's a prove it moment for a lot of players and I think that's how it should be used um you know a good, another good example is is you know Pep Guardiola did it last night he paid he played almost a full team against Cheltenham away and it's it's managers I think are slowly starting to realize how much the cup competitions mean in this country and like uh, what what they mean to fans to win the FA Cup is is massive for fans I obviously just said I don't care about the <laughs> FA Cup <laughs> but um but it, you know it's it's a circumstantial thing yeah. i think like you know it means a lot for the small teams it means a lot for the big teams teams like norwich have got bigger things to focus on this year but last year the FA was brilliant you know norwich actually pushed on and nearly did well so i think yeah it's nice to see managers respect the smaller teams marine the players got to play against some of you know the best players in europe and, and good for them and they gave a good account of themselves um you know five nil is is a fair score in the end, really. No, really, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, no, Marine really did. Um, they, they they could, you know, despite conceding five goals, they definitely could leave that game with their, their heads held high. Uh, fun, you know, Pep Guardiola, um, 
last night he was probably regretting playing a full team as with 10 minutes left they were 1-0 down against Cheltenham before uh, pulling that one out of the bag but uh, a couple of other fun facts from the Tottenham Hotspur Marine game uh, was that uh, you you spoke about it Marine players got to play against some of the world's best well £600,000 a week Gareth Bale came off the bench to play in this game against Marine Uh, what I enjoyed about this was as he was uh, being subbed onto the pitch a Marine player did turn to him and said what are you doing here which I thought was an apt question for, uh, for 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 the tie itself, um, and another f- great fact was just that Marine raised uh, three hundred thousand pounds. They sold thirty thousand six hundred ninety-seven virtual tickets to Tottenham fans and other fans of clubs who, you know, it's COVID. Nobody could be at the game, and but uh, still, people uh, put their hands in their pockets and funded. £300,000 worth of tickets uh, and and sponsorship with Marine, which was brilliant. It really was the essence of the FA Cup, a competition I really enjoy. Mr Green? Got to say a lot of respect to Tottenham fans for doing that, considering the game was on national TV, so it was free. Um, exactly. So a lot of Tottenham fans paid money to put towards Marine as a club, um, despite having the, op- the, the option to just turn on the telly and watch it for free, so... Yes, yeah, it's a nice moment in sport. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, no, uh, very good of Tottenham. It's always nice when your team gets some good credit uh, now and again. <laughs> um, Edinburgh Rugby Boys, we beat Zebra 26-10. Not much to say about the game. I didn't actually see it, unfortunately, despite being in lockdown. It was a very busy weekend with one thing and another. Uh, Mark Bennett got a stunning try. Uh, most importantly was we won the game, so I can only assume that there's no railway line that runs past the stadium <laughs> in northern Italy. So that was good to see. Uh, Phoenix Suns, oh boys, Arizona 2021, it's it's starting to crumble in the Phoenix metropolitan area. The back-to-back losses against the Nuggets uh, lost three in the last five uh, for the Suns since returning from the COVID uh, br- break that nobody asked for, but uh, but uh, ended with. Jeremy, a quick one for you. I was listening, uh, sorry, I was reading the, an article in The Ringer the other day, and they made a brilliant point, which I'd never really thought about, which was that the Phoenix Suns have really slowed their gameplay down and they were lining this up with the way that Chris Paul likes to play and and they were basically saying it's Chris Paul's way of playing, the team's adapted to it and it's beneficial for the Phoenix Suns but it's not beneficial for one person in particular and that is Devin Booker. Now I went on to basketball reference, he is averaging... um, his lowest points per game since the 2016-17 season. So my question to you, again, quick fire questions is coming up, but my question to you is, should I be worried that the Devin Booker-Chris Paul thing won't work? I don't think so. I think any, uh, you know, long-term experience playing with Chris Paul is going to benefit Booker, and I think we both know Chris Paul's not going to be there for a long time. So if anything, um, you know... A lot, a lot of the scoring that that was required of Booker is now passed on to Paul. So, it's not like that's just disappeared altogether. But uh, no, no, he'll be all right. He, he's he's good enough, or he's too good to not um, be able to adapt to any play style. No, that's a very good point. And you know, as I've said before, you know, Mikael Bridges, who's slowly becoming one of my favorite players, uh, he's really stepped up this year. And uh, Cameron Payne, you know, off the bench too, is is mm-hmm. sinking some. Some number of threes, so uh, Devin Booker, his workload is probably a little reduced uh, compared to previous years. Now, the team I really want to discuss is the Arizona Coyotes because a friend of the show and your brother, Jeremy, John Curel, got in contact with us on Instagram at all our teams uh, to help me pick my favourite hockey player. Now, 
Um, he has uh, taught me more in the last hour uh, than I than I've bothered to learn myself in the last two seasons. Uh, now he, uh, your brother John, did inform me uh, that the majority of the Coyotes ros- rosters uh, are, and I quote, goofs. So that was a good start. <laughs> uh, I felt like I picked well, uh, and from the US, and I was informed that I simply must pick a Canadian player if I'm going to be a hockey fan. And therefore, Connor Garland, Christian Dvorak, and Clayton Keller, as our listeners may remember from my list last week, they're out. They're completely out. He also informed me uh, that Oliver Ekmar Larsson, uh, and now he's from the Swedish town of Karlskrona, um, and on receiving his first big contract, uh, he bought a large, obnoxious yellow Lamborghini and used to drive around this Swedish town uh, like a complete twat, uh, making lots of noise, and it really pissed off the locals. So a bunch of hockey ultras got together, turned up with some bats and crowbars, and just beat the shit out of the car. Um, <laughs> nice. And therefore, I'm not allowed to pick him either. Uh, John also informed me that friend of the show, JD, he really likes American players, and therefore his opinion doesn't count. So I'm sorry, JD, <laughs> that is disappointing. Um, so it's with great... Uh, pride and, and, and privilege that I can announce uh, to the, the, the world, in particular uh, the, the, the country of Brazil, that my favourite player is now a Canadian centre. The pride of, uh, I, am, I imagine you pronounce it Peterborough? Is that how you pronounce it? Peterborough, yeah. We, yeah, we would say Peterborough, but we'll go with Peterborough. Uh, <laughs> it's the captain of the Canadian World Junior Gold Medal Team of 2020. He's a born leader, according to John. It's uh, Barrett Hayton. Barrett Hayton. So well done, Barrett. Um, Imagine, there you go, nice. Imagine he's listening. So imagine Barrett's listening. So that is my favourite. That is my favourite player. So uh, a 32-year-old from Scotland is now rooting for a 19-year-old Canadian. So that's not weird. Perfect. <laughs> but uh, big shout out to John for taking the time to to really educate me because, um, as I say, I really haven't bothered doing any research myself. So that is a great one. And uh, you know. Please, ladies and gentlemen, if anyone ever has anything they want to, uh, you know, advise me on sports-wise, please f- give us a shout. Instagram at all our teams. Uh, Jeremy, did you have a question? Yeah, I should. I should mention that JD did reach out to me as well, but he was he was pretty indecisive on the manner. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think he advised uh, Keller. But uh, I think you've made a better choice personally. No, absolutely no. But thank you, JD, as well. We know you're a big fan of the show. And a bonus fact uh, before we move on to our favourite quick fire questions was that uh, Phil Kessel uh, was once caught by a reporter getting two hot dogs from a street vendor on his way to the arena to play a game. So John That's did advise true. that if I was to pick an American, it would be Phil Kessel. But we will stick with Canada. So, gentlemen, our teams are doing reasonably well. That's all right. That's nice. So let's do some quick fire questions. Mr. Jack Green, as you sort yourself out, I'd like you to start. Okay, so Ali, for you, um, could Lakers versus Nets become the new Cavs versus Warriors? Um, oh, that is a great question to start with. Um, I should, we should remind the listener, it's quick fire questions, but not quick fire answers, as we've learned. So <laughs> That's right. Make yourself a cup of tea and sit back. Um, yes, I, I think it could. I think it could. I think the Lakers will get to many a final. Um, as for the Nets, well, at the minute, I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks, I'm just there. What's going on with the Bucks? They've, it's not working out at all. Even with Giannis, maybe they'll do an opposite and have a poor regular season and then a really good uh, playoffs, you know, and compared to how it worked last year. Um, 
you know, the Miami Heat are always going to be there, but I think, again, they were a benefit of the bubble. I don't really like this whole idea that there should be asterisks next to any performances in the bubble, mainly because my beloved Phoenix Suns went 8-0 and and I won't hear anything <laughs> about it. But, um, but yeah, I think the Nets, I think the Nets could. Uh, James Harden started really well. Am I right in saying, did they th- I think they threw away a lead, though, yesterday in pretty uh, classic style. Who knows if the Kyrie Nets? Irving... Yeah, yeah, they came back to they? win against Miami. Oh, they did. Okay, yeah. my apologies. Have you seen those? I mean, uh, sorry to cut you off. You seen those Miami uniforms that they've been wearing? The like light blue half, pink half Miami Vice jerseys. <laughs> yeah. Outrageous, yeah. but I, I think they're great. <laughs> Honestly, I one of my favorite things in the NBA is just like a really ridiculous sort of you know it's it's that Utah Jazz of the '90s sort of look you know the aesthetic mm. cup sort of look to it. Um, so yeah, no. To answer your question, I think it could. But um, I'm interested to see how... Um, I, well, I'm actually interested to see what, what Steph Curry and the Warriors can do fighting the Lakers for that finals position. So that'll be what I'm looking at this year. And I think the Nets will do well for probably two seasons and then everyone will fall out and it will turn out to be a complete disaster. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, I've got a question for you. It's also NBA-related. Uh, sure. why, is, why is Kobe Bryant not included in the greatest, greatest of all time topic alongside Mr. Michael Jordan and LeBron James? Uh, he's up there for sure. I think, I mean, it, you, you watch them, you know he's not quite LeBron. But, you know, he's top 10 for sure. You could make an argument he's top five. A lot of the guys who are ranked right up there are guys like Chamberlain or Russell that played long before a lot of current fans watched. But, uh, yeah, Kobe's right up there. He's, what, five championships? Um, yeah. But, you know, he's just he's just not as good as LeBron, and he's not as good as Prime Jordan. Um, but he's probably this. Well, he's definitely the second best shooting guard ever after Jordan. Yeah, I suppose he did also just continually shoot the ball and not pass any of his teammates yeah, that for like too. the last three seasons, which <laughs> is probably a bit of a flaw. Uh, Mr. Kuro, do you have a question? Yeah, for Jack. If uh, Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, and Jaguars pass rusher, Josh Allen, swap positions for a game, <laughs> who would play better? <laughs> oh, um Bills Josh Allen would have a better game, I think. He's a big man. He could he could make some tackles. Yeah, I think you're definitely I like right. it. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Um question. <laughs> that's a great question. Uh Jack, uh one for you. Very controversial, being that we are a sports podcast, uh, but in the world of soccer, uh is there is there just too much football on right now? Um yes, I think there probably is. Um I don't watch half as much as I used to when there was half as much on which doesn't make any sense does it but um <laughs> it, but it's it's like it's like you know it's always on so you don't rush to watch it if anything it's mm-hmm. like it's take like you, you take it for granted a little bit um I should definitely watch more myself but yeah I think there is that you know the Premier League have just announced that every single game is going to be televised on one format or another for February just like they did through through the summer last year um and it it does get to a point where you just kind of, oh, it's another game and the games almost lose, the big games almost lose that kind of, I don't know, there's nothing special about it because it's just, yeah, like, like I said, it's another game that's on. So yes, I, I think um, I think there probably is a little bit too much on, but we'd be complaining if it wasn't. That's very true. Also, sometimes I just want to watch silly YouTube videos. I don't want to have to watch football highlights. That's okay, you're allowed to do that, man. You yeah, can do all that. Right. That's yeah. all right. We'll, we'll let you do it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Jeremy, uh, 
Uh, I did have a different question, but you already answered it during your team's roundup. So I changed it to, um, are the Leafs going to win the North Conference this year? Yes. I'll expand a bit. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I was looking today at the standings and that just to make sure I had information right. Uh, The Leafs have 19 goals for them on the year, which is right up there amongst the top of the league. However, Montreal somehow has 29 goals for. So my brother-in-law, Brian, will be excited about that, uh, as would my dad if he actually watched the games. However, uh, (laughs) I do think the Leafs have more talent. So I think after the the league season is done, they'll find their way to the top. Okay. Jeremy, does your father listen to the podcast? We know that we lost your mother as a listener, but does he? Oh, I don't even think he knows what a podcast is. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jeremy, I, I also have a, a sports-related question uh, for you, uh, which is, uh, in the NFL, should there be a separate MVP award for the quarterback position? Yeah, that's interesting because that's like, you know, how baseball has the separate award for the pitcher. And until this year, well, I mean, in college, there is a separate award for quarterback, but it seemed like the Heisman went to a quarterback every year. Um, I think they should just sort of adapt the different style where it's – more positional-based um, awards than just MVP, or do it like baseball where each conference has an MVP. Um, but just a quarterback one, yeah, I think there should be. Yeah, it kind of like just, it's a bit annoying, like if mm-hmm. a quarterback always wins because it's, well, like they're the marquee player in the way, you know, that's always going to be the way it works. And sometimes, you know, there's just so many other options out there and, you know, it's meant to be the most valuable player. And I just... Sometimes it annoys me that the the quarterback, especially in the NFL, it's a position that's lined up that if, if you don't really work, it, your, your team is going to not work. But then mm-hmm. why should you also claim all the plaudits for throwing the ball well? But maybe that's just maybe that's just me being unfair. I don't know, if Jack, <laughs> if you've got a thought on it. Yeah, I, I think you're right, really. Like, it's, it does always seem to be the quarterback. Like, the, the, the Super Bowl last year is a perfect example. Damian Williams went off. He was he deserved to be the Super Bowl MVP, and obviously that's a different thing to the league MVP. But same point. But it still went to Mahomes, and it's it's just like while Mahomes had a very very good game, Damian Williams went off. Mm-hmm. Like he was he was the best player on the pitch, and he deserved to get it, and somehow didn't. So yes, I, I think there probably should be a, a a quarterback MVP separate, or at least an offensive, defensive, something like that. And while I'm on my MVP rant, it really bothers me as well in the in the NBA when, you know, like, so after we saw the last season in the bubble, you know, of like LeBron saying he wanted his damn respect and, and, you know, people were sort of saying, oh, why is LeBron not the MVP? Well, because it's a regular season award and Giannis Antetokounmpo was the best player for the regular season. It, you know, it's not the award uh, it's not that you know the, the people who voted for the award it's not their fault that Yanis didn't bother to turn up in, in Florida but it just really yeah. it does bother me because you know it's yeah it's, anyway that anyway somebody ask a question I'm losing no you're mind. right about that I agree I agree <laughs> totally uh, I have a question for you Ali uh, what what sport are Scotland and England the most evenly matched in oh, oh Jesus um <laughs> Oh God, not nothing. Um, right. Well, what do we what do we play? Uh, we got football and uh, rugby. So that's England on both of them. 
um, golf, but that was kind of in the 1850 to 1910 <laughs> time period. So we've kind of lost that one. Uh, motorsport, motorsport would be one. Uh, some okay. absolute, top, you know, top top racing drivers uh, have come from from Scotland. Uh, you know, Colin uh, Colin McRae in rally, David Coulthard in, in the F1, Daryl Franchitti. Uh, some of our North American listeners may may be aware of him. He's from he's from this very city that I'm in right now. Um, uh, we actually won the Elephant Polo World Championships, beating England. So that was good. And what, Andy Murray, the uh, Elephant Polo. We played Elephant, elephant Polo. Polo. Actually? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we played what? Elephant Polo, and Scotland were the world were the world champions. So that was really good. Right. Uh, and Andy Murray is probably the greatest tennis player to ever come out of out of Britain, and he is he is from Scotland. So I don't think I ans- answered your question, but J- uh, Jack Green, what's your thoughts? I think a lot of the sports that we play as the UK um, have a, like a kind of hidden as, and the Scottish athletes are the best at it, but it's under the, you know, the kind of the, right. the coat of the UK. So like you think about things like <clears throat> curling. Curling, yeah. Um, they're all Scottish. You know they're all Scottish. There's no English people curling. <laughs> like it comes, there's one, there's like one island in Scotland where they make the rocks from. And yeah. that's where you get a real curling, whatever it's called, block, yeah, ball, stone, stone. I think stone. We yeah, should ask Yale. I know his stone. parents like it. Uh, I've watched it at their house before, right? <laughs> and only at their house, nowhere else. Big night in. Yeah. Um, I think uh, one actually. Uh, sorry, I've taken over this question, which I did with the last question as well. But um, <laughs> Scotland beat England in the Commonwealth Games in basketball. Um, Scotland have got a fairly decent basketball side, actually. So cool. potentially that could be the answer. What you? Sorry. No, absolutely. Uh, thank you, Jack, uh, for actually sort of being more pro Scotland than I was. So thank you for that. Uh, uh, Jack, uh, while we're while we're, while we're on the topic of you, a uh, question from me: If uh, if you were to Swansea away at a North American sports event, what would the occasion be, and what would your choice of food and beverage uh, be for 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 the old? Swansea away. Oh, it'd have to be a Bills game, wouldn't it? Because one, no one would give a shit Mm -hmm. that it's landing on them because they would all be doing the same thing. And fuck, if we're going to do it in a time when, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, um, something that's going to make a big mess. It's going to be a beer. um, But food-wise, I don't know, like meatballs or something. It's going to really burn the person in front. (laughs) You know, you can't get that that stuff out. Like... if it gets really, you know, if someone's wearing a white Bills jersey, that thing's done. I know, Jack, the other benefit is you say, you know, they won't care. They also won't remember. So that's a positive yes, as well. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And they'll, you know, maybe they'll take it home and blame someone they know. Because <laughs> I think it was them instead of me. Yeah, that's it. Brilliant. So. Cracking. Love it. Right, so I've got one for you, Jeremy. Will Philip Rivers make the Hall of Fame? Yes, first ballot. Uh, I, I heard this on the radio recently. I don't know how this is even a conversation. He's like fifth all time in passing touchdowns and, and right up there, top five in a lot of categories. He's really good. He never won a Super Bowl, but he's better than a lot better than Eli Manning, who won two. And he's right there with Roethlisberger as, as part of that uh, 2004 draft class, I believe. Um, some of his teams in the mid-2000s with, with Tomlinson, those Chargers teams were great. And he's also never missed a, a start. He played with a playoff game on a torn ACL. So, yeah, Philip Rivers definitely is. 
I saw a picture of Philip Rivers the other day, and it was like when it, on, on the night he was drafted, and he actually looked really young. And I, I found it quite uncomfortable because I kind of felt mm-hmm. Philip Rivers was one of those humans who just always looked old from sort <laughs> of the minute they started. Yeah. Yeah. That's not relevant. I just wanted the, the world to know my, <laughs> my feelings on Philip Rivers being young. Um, Jeremy, I have a question for you related to uh, the world of golf, uh, and that is, should non-major golf tournaments be reduced from four to three days, uh, shorten it in an attempt to get the next generation interested in the sport of golf in a similar way that tennis, um, you know, they play five sets in majors, but only three sets in uh, regular tournaments. Oh, there you go. I learned something I didn't know about tennis today. Um, no, I don't think so. I think they should stick with the four day structure. Um, mostly because it's great to watch four days instead of three. And, um, I I can see what you mean. That would make the majors seem a bit more important, prestigious or whatever. But, uh, no, I, I'd say, I'd say keep it four. Okay. Interesting. No. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, like with all sports, you know, when like purists of the sport, we don't really want it to see a change. I just, my fear for golf going forward, is just, the next generation have no interest in watching a full day's four days four well yeah i was gonna say a full day's golf oh, session full day. uh, let alone let alone a, let alone four days you know but I, but i'm with you i suppose if you yeah well jack green a prime example um although i think you actually watched more golf last year than i did to be fair <laughs> jack by just <laughs> stumbling across it but uh but yeah no no I'm, I'm with you jeremy and i think i think it would be a very controversial move but yeah i just wonder uh you put three days for your for your waste management tournament and then the masters you have a four days and it's kind of that excitement of that extra day mm-hmm. but i doubt it will ever change uh anybody else got any more questions yeah i've got i've got two more for each of you actually perfect i think i'm about the same actually yeah okay i have one for ali and that's it so perfect i'm a little bit behind on the questions yeah that's, that's all right I'll, I'll start with you then jack uh reports are now that uh, out of detroit the lions are parting ways with matt stafford where should he end up uh, the rumours I've heard is that he's going to Indianapolis, which would be a decent Fuck fit. off. I think it would, it would work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, there's a lot of teams looking for a quarterback. I think he could work in Washington. I think he'd be a good fit. They've got some good weapons. They need to improve a little bit on their weapons, but I think him throwing to Thomas and to McLaurin would work um, and he's used to using a running game too and their their running game is strong um, but yeah the rumours are Indianapolis which is a decent fit for you know instead of Rivers um, mm. I wasn't expecting Rivers to retire if I'm honest Same. I, I thought he was going to go another year so and I really thought they were going to bring him back it seemed to work I think it's a shame I think they'll, they'll now cut T.Y. Hilton or they will not bring him back um, but yeah, I think he'd work in Indianapolis, but I'd, I'd, yeah, those are the two I think for me: Washington and uh, and the Colts. Would he Would he work in New York, but with the Giants? But yeah, but they've they're not gonna get rid of Jones anytime soon. I think they they've still got some faith in him. Yeah, it makes more sense for him to go to a team who's good all around, just doesn't have a quarterback like Washington or San yeah. Francisco or Chicago. San Francisco, yeah, that's fair. Um, Jack, I've also got a question for you. Uh, it's uh, a niche for this podcast. I thought we'd talk a little cricket. And that was just, uh, would cricket in the UK benefit from further Americanization of the club game? And by that, I mean 
have your 100, have your T20s, a bit like, but but more so like the Big Bash League in Australia, get people watching that side of cricket, and then before you know it, they start watching test cricket. Well, I think that's been the aim for, for years, isn't it? You know, one-day cricket was supposed to be the thing that brought it in in 2020, and the, and the 100 looks like a great proposition. Unfortunately, it started just as COVID came in, and it's it, it's kind of killed the momentum a little bit. Um I think there's still a, an opportunity there for the 100 to kind of really boost the the audiences of, of the shorter form of the game. Um yeah, it's a game, I think it's it's an experience that you have to have to start enjoying. Like for me, I, I got into cricket just because of that England team in 2005 where, you know, they beat the the Australian the Ashes and it was this massive moment for English cricket and our generation at that age happened to get into it. But if, if that hadn't had happened, there's no way I would have watched cricket. There's no reason for me to watch cricket. Like, there has to be something entertaining about it. And But going to the cricket once we were into it, it's awesome. It's a great... Like, if you go into test cricket, it's a great day. You just get pissed the whole time and sing some songs and have a good laugh. Like, that's literally what it is. It, it's like a... It's a good day. You get good banter if you're playing against a nation that's willing to give it back. Especially the Aussies. Perfect example. So, I think there's... there's it's about... like It needs these shorter forms to open the door. And once people realise that cricket's actually fun to go and watch, I think it definitely would work like that. I just, yeah, I think the hundred could be the thing. It's just it's been stunted by, by the last year and a half of of shit, really. So, well, I went to the Cricket World Cup in 2019 with friend of the show Jordy Paul in Durham. I watched uh, South Africa play Sri Lanka, and uh, as as we I've said before in this podcast, I woke up the next morning spooning a cricket bat that I don't remember buying. So that really was how good it. Uh, I, I have to say though, it genuinely it was one of the best days of my life. Like going to the cricket for a full day. We got there at like 10 in the morning. It was a beautiful um, summer's day, and we just. The atmosphere was fantastic. I was wearing my going to the cricket shirt, which I'd bought especially for the for the moment. So I was <laughs> so excited to get that on. And we just started drinking these ales that were like drinking juice. They were so tasty. But it did mean by lunchtime I was I was struggling. But it was wonderful. But Jack, I also think I'm a prime example. You know, I'm I'm as we know, I'm Scottish. Scotland is not known for its deep love of cricket, despite the fact there, that Scotland has an enormous amount of cricket clubs within within Scotland, but it's just you know it's a private school sport and it's seen as we've discussed in this podcast before a very English sport. And then you know as soon as it becomes an English sport, people in Scotland switch off and aren't interested in it. Um, but I started watching the, the shorter formats. I started watching T Twenty cricket, and I only I never watched Test for a number of years. I only watched T Twenty, and then I sort of moved on to the to ODIs. And now I absolutely love watching Test cricket. I I think it's brilliant. I love the sport. It's once you get into once you start understanding cricket, it kind of sounds a bit patronising. But once you actually understand the rules, it it does. You know, I think it's a brilliant sport, and I've really really enjoyed it. But you know, we were going to have a, a Euro T20 or a Euro T10 tournament, and, and Edinburgh was actually going to have a team, and we were going to have some 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 top guys from the, from from the world of cricket were going to be playing for Edinburgh, but the game it, the, the tournament got canned because of because of COVID. But what was annoying about it was nobody really knows about it. Like it's probably maybe this is the first time you've heard about it, Jack. Yeah. You know, so you know, for me, it's missing this opportunity. If you had a team in Edinburgh and they were called, you know, the Edinburgh. Cap, well, Edinburgh Capitals. We'll just nick the hockey Capitals. name, and um, 
you know, but you kind of Americanize it and you and you advertise it. You know, the uh, the cricket uh, ground here in Edinburgh is at the Grange, which is in Stockbridge, which is one of the best areas of Edinburgh. It's unbelievably hipster, very affluent, funnily enough, because it's cricket. And there's f- full of bars and restaurants and cafes. But, you know, nobody knew about it. But I just think, you know, sometimes I think in this country people say, oh, it's too Americanized. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean... Sport in America and and or North America, I should say, is very very popular. So, I'd maybe like to see a bit more of that in cricket. But anyway, I've spoken about cricket for hours. Listeners will have switched off. So please, Jeremy, save us. Uh, okay, I'm gonna fire one back to you then, Ali, about cricket oh, of all things. Oh uh, no way! No no no, <laughs> it's not. Um, taking Scotland out of the equation, what country's yes. rugby team is the best to watch? Uh, oh, great question. France are wonderful right now. France play a, such an exciting brand of rugby. They've got, a, they've really got, I think, a golden generation of French rugby players who are, who who are young and uh, and just, uh, yeah, they're, they're. I've said before in this podcast, for France's biggest problem is France. You know, they will do everything in their power to prevent themselves from moving forward. Um, but this, this, this. This bunch of, of, of young French lads coming up are, are super exciting. Uh, Antoine Dupont is the best number nine in the world. And again, we've said on this podcast, rugby needs superstars. Well, there's another superstar coming up into rugby. So it, it's absolutely brilliant. Another one, though, um, it's very much the hipster favourites because they don't really, it should be the podcast favourite because they don't really ever do very well. And that's Fiji because they are just brilliant. Uh, friend of the show, Bill Mata, my, my best bud. He is from Fiji. He is a regular in the in the Fijian national team. Um, Fiji just play. Like, they are such big, powerful men, and they are just, they are play brilliant rugby. The only problem is uh, rugby is 80 minutes long, and they can normally only sort of seem to last for 60 minutes, and then the other team just takes over afterwards. But I would say right now, France, Fiji, and Japan are the three teams that I love watching um, because England are probably the best team in the world right now, but good God, do they play boring rugby. Interesting. Um, Jack, are you out of questions? I have one for you. Oh, oh um, right, jeez. The listener, the listener must be so tired of hearing from me at this point. <laughs> well, it's a, a quick, quick, easy answer. Yes. Um, who's going to win the Super Bowl this year? Uh, the Green Bay Packers, because I stopped supporting them last year. Okay. Seems True. Reasonable. Uh, one comment Jack you don't have to you can cut this out Um, when we have JD and my brother on for an NHL podcast eventually speaking of Fiji we got to ask them about the Fijian guy who hit on both of them in the um, beach hotel bathroom (laughs) 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 yes that will definitely be getting asked yep yeah and it's staying in as well okay (laughs) sure Uh, Ali (laughs) Ali I have a quick just yes or no question for you yeah. Uh, if the unification of Niagara Falls hinged on you going over the falls in a barrel, would you do it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. So, you know, I, right. will get in the, I will get in that barrel and I will, you know. Die for the cause. Uh, well, well, actually, <laughs> I'm reconsidering. <laughs> we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Um, Jeremy, uh, in the world, talking of NHL, um... 
I don't know why I've linked Niagara Falls with the NHL. They don't have a team, but never mind. Um, in the world of NHL, just in general, hockey in North America, is it seen as a private school sport? Would it be the rugby and cricket of North America? And what can that sport do other than provide you with a Wayne Simmons uh, hockey jersey to improve its popularity and get it on, the, on par with the NBA and NFL? Because I think I've said in this podcast before, sort of between like 2005 and 2013, they were rating lower than NASCAR for viewers in North America. Well, most of those North American ratings probably came from the United States because it is still unbelievably popular here. Um, And I wouldn't say it's a private school one. It's more expensive to play, but a lot of people play it. It's much more popular to play than football is or than uh, rugby is, even though football is more popular to watch. Um, you know, almost all my friends played hockey growing up and barely anybody even thought about the idea of playing football. So it is still very popular. However, I I don't think it can, either they're going to tap into that American market when they have things like NFL and NBA and even like you mentioned at NASCAR. Yeah, I suppose it's interesting as well. Like hockey, you know, it's similar to football. And by that, I mean soccer football in the sense that there are so many tiers of hockey. You know, whereas the NFL, it's the NFL and the NBA mm-hmm. has the G League. If I mean, who watches the G League? So, um, you know, and of course, yeah, you've got your European leagues. But I suppose in, you know, in Canada, you can really work your way up the the, the, the chain mm-hmm. of uh, of hockey leagues. Uh, another quick one from me on hockey, Jeremy, is just, you know, you said, I think in last week's pod, you said how Aaron Baines was being paid $2 million uh, less uh, than, than the top played hockey player. Why isn't there that much money in in that regards is it just again because the popularity is in canada which is a smaller smaller populated country and therefore the tv probably money is is lower and and you know attendance is within mm-hmm. reason or lower well qu- quick correction it was actually four million but I- either way uh no <laughs> i said two last week but i've found out since that it was four uh and it's just that right because the salary caps are a result of the income to the league and uh the NHL just doesn't have even close to the income that the NBA has or the NFL has. Um, that's probably not going to change anytime soon. So, well, you know, $12 million is still an outrageous amount of money. It's nothing <laughs> yeah. when you compare it to the $40 million a guy like James Harden will be making. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm very much getting into the NHL this year, so looking forward to talking about Yay. it more. Um, does anyone else have any more questions? I'm good. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed the return of quickfire questions. Massive apologies that I spoke for the majority of the latter half of that round. Uh, Jack, you can maybe just check the listening figures and see if anybody just skipped at that point. Um, but talking, Mr. Jack Green, would you like to host a quiz? Yes. I've uh, come up with, a, as the... The topics, uh, one of the topics that came up in our group chat this week was retirement. Obviously, talking about Philip Rivers and discussing kind of Drew Brees and and the the old guard almost of the NFL. So it's a retirement quiz, um, slightly different to the way we normally do it. I've got questions for each of you and then questions for both of you, so I'll Ooh. let you know who it's for and when. And um, you know, each of them is kind of in your or like leaning towards your teams and. Things like that, so you might actually have a chance of getting them right. All right, Sorry I won't. if it's really hard because I keep looking back at it and it looks like it's quite difficult. <laughs> if no one gets any points, I'll win it. That's well, fine. at least me and Jeremy um, never lose these things, so that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Right, so start off, Ali, your question. So, um, how old was Eric Cantona when he retired? Um, 32. Close, but no sugar. Um, 30. Wow, that, that, is, that is young. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I'm, 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 thir- I'm 32. He kind, of just, he kind of just gave up. Yeah. God, okay. Um, and started playing beach football. Fair play. Um, Jeremy, uh, who was the last NBA team that Tracy McGrady played for? Spurs? No, Hawks. Oh, ah. The Hawks. Wow. Bastard. Really? Did he really play for the Hawks? He also pitched a game in minor league baseball, which is cool. Oh, that is cool. Nice. Yeah. Right, so for both of you, and it's a close, um, closest gets it. Okay. Because it's quite a hard one to get. Um, so how many games did Michael Jordan play in his entire career? You know what's, you know what's really... Obviously, an- you're not going to... You're not going to know the royal answer, but the closest gets it. You know what's really annoying was, uh, spoiler alert, he may be coming up later in the podcast. I went on Basketball Reference and was actually looking at his stats earlier <laughs> and didn't take this down. So so that's good. Uh, Jeremy, I'm just going to do some maths. Do you want to go first? Yeah, uh, 1450. 1450, okay. Uh, I'm going to go with... Oh, I just remembered I don't know how to count. So that's, a, that's annoying. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, 13, 1325. Okay. So Ali takes it. It was 1,071 career. Holy shit, that's games. it. Wow. So taking in playoffs. That's, that's a lot of games. Yeah. 1,000 games. You've got to remember that he was, he took, what, four yeah, years I know. off I was... in, in the middle of his career at different times. Well, he went and played baseball. Hmm. Not as well as Tracy um, McGrady. Also, I was looking at his stats, uh, his stats for the Wizards, and everyone says that he was like terrible for the Wizards, but he averaged twenty points yeah. a game. Well, yeah, he was terrible like, when you really compare him to younger Michael Jordan. He was still really but good. Still, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. He's still really Amazing. good. Yeah, and he was thirty-eight and thirty-nine at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, right. So, Ali. Um, oh, I got a point. All former, right, former Hearts skipper Paul Hartley yep. retired in two thousand and eleven as an Aberdeen player. Mm-hmm. But who was the first team that he managed? Oh, well, he ma- he, so he's at Cove Rangers now, and he ma- he did manage Falkirk, and nobody likes him um, in Falkirk. Um, oh, my days. I, I honestly don't know. Cowdenbeath. Uh, no, a good guess, but uh, Alloa Athletic. Oh, okay. That's there a cool go. name. He was there for like four years, and then he went to Dundee. Yeah. He was probably one of his best managerial moments um jeremy uh one year jets quarterback brett Favre retired in 2010 after a miserable season with the vikings but how old was he shit 39 oh 41 oh was he really he was 41 also Damn, jeremy I uh on that Jeremy, bonus point, how old was he when he got his dick out for a picture? Well, that was with the Jets season, so... Uh, did he play two, one or two seasons in Minnesota? Two. So he was probably 39. Yeah, so there you go. So that's what I was thinking of when All I right. think far, yeah. if I think... I'll give, you, I'll give you a point. I'll give you half. Okay, here's another both and closest gets it. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the fifth oldest player to ever play in the NBA. Um, but how old was he at the end of his career? 43? Oh, 41? Fuck. 
He was 42. Yeah, we both <laughs> get a point. We so both get a point. Because it's in the middle. No, there's a point five each. Oh. Whoever can get the closest to how many days? Total days? So is it so no no, oh. no he was 42 years <laughs> Right, and right. And days? how many? Oh, 270. 127. Ali takes it again. 58. Bastard. That's 2-0. No. Sorry. Plenty of time for you to come back, Jez. There's a couple of three-pointers in here. So oh, yeah. I love a Jack Ali, quiz. Um, I love yeah, a Jack quiz. So do I. God. Way too much time I spend doing this. Um, Ali, golfing legend Charles Barkley had a 12-season <laughs> NBA career. <laughs> how, many, how many seasons did he play for your beloved Phoenix Suns? Four. Correct. Wow. Yes. How'd you Ali, know that? 3-0. Well, that was quick. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Um, before I, I, I mention this question, uh, Jez, um, Hockey Hall of Famer Tim Horton mm. did not know that Tim Horton was a hockey player, by oh, the way. Yeah. This is literally completely new news to me. And he was an entrepreneur, made Tim Hortons, and Whoa. then died in a car crash. Oh, jeez. Yeah. In 1974. That escalated. Didn't know any of this. Amazing. This, this quiz has brought so much information into my life. It's incredible. Anyway, more importantly about Tim Horton, actually... 18 straight seasons for the Leafs between 1951 and 1970. But how many Stanley Cups did he win? Oh, fuck. That's a great yeah, I question. Some of these were quite hard. Yeah, I know the last one they won, but how many didn't they win? Which, uh, he, which he played in. Okay, so we know it's, it's at least one. Establish that. <laughs> it is at least one. Oh, at least. Jeremy, Jeremy, just, Jeremy just fishing for, for, for yeah. the answer here. <laughs> Ali, did, did you know that the, the last Leafs championship was 67 and the last Jets was 69? Is that oh, actually true? Gosh. Yeah. That's incredible. Oh, uh, well, I'm a, it's okay. all right. I'm a Tottenham fan. I Let's feel your say, pain. That's, okay. Well, let's say three. Oh, it's four. Very close. Very close. Goddamn. Okay, 3 0, Ali. There's a few questions to go. You've yeah, still yeah. Got oh, yeah. Okay, so for both of you. I think Jeremy's um, got one Jack point. Nicholas. No? Doesn't matter. I don't think so. Okay, sorry. Jack Nicholas, who yes. is actually a golfing legend, has the record for most majors won with 18. Mm. An amazing stat, just to go along with this. The other 19 that he played in, he came second. That's wow. insane, isn't it? That is amazing. Yeah, is wow, that true? that's a better stat, a stat than Tim Hortons. Incredible. Yeah, well, that's no incredible. Better stat than Tim Hortons. Oh, there's better donuts than um, Tim Hortons. Well, that's that's a reasonable thing to say, I think. Jeremy um, Curiel, name your top what? three donuts. Uh, honey oh. Crueler. Uh, Canadian maple and uh, sour cream glazed. Thank you. Um, but how many PGA titles does he have? Closest gets it. PGA, Six. like just wins on tour, do you mean? Yes. Oh, fuck. 60, 68? Oh, I'm going to say lower than that. So, 41? 73. What? Wow. Jack Nicholas was fucking good, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, were there like six guys on tour back then? <laughs> just him. Yeah. He lost. He lost nineteen times to himself. Mm-hmm. Um, did guy just jump in? Four. Guy just jump in. Like, yeah, Jer- it's funny that you say that, though, Jeremy, because it's like if you look at like the, you know, the top winners for like the Open Championship, you know, like their nationality. I'm pretty sure Scotland comes in at like third. But pretty much all of our guys won between the invention of golf and the First World War, you know, and and, and then and then people from like North America and and Australia could you know get over here by boat, and it went steadily downhill for a month. Right. But anyway, I digress again. Brilliant. Right. So, 
Ali. Yes. Legendary Arizona Cardinals wide receiver Anquan Bolden retired in 2016. Okay. But what were the last three teams he played for? <laughs> not Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, so I just got to name three teams in the in, in, in the NFL that he played Can for. Can you get a point for any of them that are right? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the then uh, St. Louis Rams, uh, the then San Diego Chargers, and I'm going to go with uh, the Indianapolis Colts. So all of those are wrong. Yes. Um, it's the Baltimore Ravens where he won a Super Bowl. I knew that one. Um, the San Francisco 49ers and one season with the Detroit Lions. Oh, no way. Do I get a point for getting the right state? No. Okay. Um, he Jeremy, was a great player. Uh, this, this is your chance to claw it back here. Okay. Jose Bautista played for the Blue Jays from 2008 to 2017. But then in 2018, he played for three teams. What are those teams? That's brilliant. I love that. Oh, fuck. God, I stopped paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I I really have no clue, and this is embarrassing. Um, Well, I mean, he left the Blue Jays. Yeah. No, I know. Uh, Was Pittsburgh one of them? I know he was on Pittsburgh before. Did he go back? No. Ah, bloody hell. Okay, let's just guess <laughs> random teams. He wouldn't have gone to Texas because that's where he got punched out. Uh, Mets? Oh, Jeremy. Woo! Yes. Okay. Mets is one of Thought them. Thought so. Well done. So one more to guess one of the other two. Okay, is it... Um, let's go to the other coast just for fun. The Dodgers. Oh, dang. Unfortunately not. What were the other ones? So the Atlanta Braves was the initial. Oh, I knew that. I did not. He ended his career with the Phillies. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe I forgot that. Yeah, okay. Nice, good good question. Great question. 4 2. So naturally, this is a one point question, but if Jeremy gets it right, he wins. Winner takes all. Fair play. All or nothing. Um, So George Blander (laughs) is the oldest player to play in the NFL. Mm hmm. How old was he? Well, Jeremy wanted to bring back OJ Simpson at the age of 73, so... <laughs> 46. If it helps at all with your mind, with your decision, because I think it probably will, he was a quarterback. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. 44. I'm, I don't know how old, but yeah, I'm going to stick with 46. He was 48. Oh! So Jeremy takes it, and Jeremy wins the quiz. Well done, Jeremy. Well done, boys. Well done. Very good. Well, that it doesn't feel like a win, but I am going to take it regardless. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll put an asterisk next to that one. No, we won't. We should really um, keep track of who wins what. I think Jack's at about eight. I'm at about two now, and Ali's at maybe four. I think yeah. I think it's very much like Scottish um, football. You've got your old firm, which is Jack, <laughs> uh, and then me and you are sort of like St Johnston and, and Livingston or something like that. Um, Jack, thank you. Wonderful quiz. I really enjoyed that. That was brilliant, and some great facts that came out of that quiz. Some oh, great stats and facts, that, which we love on this pod. Uh, so the Jack Nicholas one blew my yeah, mind. Yeah, seriously, that is that's ridiculous. That like, I genuinely I had to go back and kind of double check just yeah. to make sure that that's what it said. Yeah, 
I mean, I borderline don't believe you, but I do believe you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's how mental that stat is, but that is absolutely brilliant. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, if you ever have any ideas for a quiz you'd like us to uh, uh, write up, please uh, get uh, give us a shout. Instagram at all our teams. uh, Five to ten working days before we'll get back to you on that one. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to bring back a favourite segment of ours. It's Yale's question of the week. Thank you, Yale. Uh, You might have not sent us a voice recording of you saying the word twat, but we'll forgive you because of this. But I couldn't oh, no. afford it to you guys. It wouldn't work. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I did try and I have listened to it. Oh, hold on. Oh. I might be able to play it right now. Yeah. Oh, this oh is my a God, f- please do. This is a first for the brilliant. pod. Okay, hold on. Well, this is what the first for the pod. What my dad called me God. for? He knows, he knows I'm recording right now. He's, oh, call you when I get home. And then I, I'll be recording. Okay, hold on. Uh, All right. While Jeremy's doing this, Ali, I'll, yep. I'll let you know that your prediction of Green Bay Packers isn't going so well at this particular moment in time. Well, that's embarrassing. Um, Buccaneers are 14-10 with 18 seconds left to go in the second quarter. That's all right. We always say it. Okay. A game of two halves. Are we ready? Yes. Yes. I don't know if this will work or not. We'll try it. Hopefully. What a twat. <laughs> kind of uh, somewhere in the oh. middle it was like twat yeah it kind of went for both than an ah but anyway yeah nice one jack you oh, could okay. we could introduce we could introduce this segment bite with that that could be our new sound bite for uh for oh, yeah, question 100%. of the week i'll get it i'll cut it brilliant yeah i love it um jeremy i'm just checking because you got a phone call it's not stopped your recording has it no no it, this was a while ago okay but when i just looked at it now i just saw it no i checked right. we're good Hope all is well. That's good. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is the return of Yale's question of the week. Thank you, Yale. And uh, this week, the question is as follows. What is your favorite cameo from an, a- an actual athlete in a movie? Mr. Jeremy Curl, you are the resident film buff. Why don't you go first? Uh, yeah, mine isn't really a cameo as much as it is uh, just O.J. Simpson being in all three <laughs> Uh, Naked Gun movies. However, a, a great cameo in that is Reggie Jackson, the baseball player under mind control, trying to shoot the queen. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Oh, love it. Uh, Jacques? Oh, mine's nowhere near as good as that. It's a combination of Over the Mighty Ducks and the D2 my, The Mighty Ducks movies. Um, there's a bunch of players in it. There's some that I don't know, so I've just picked the ones that I do. Uh, and that's Wayne Gretzky, um, Mike Modano, and Chris Chelios, all in uh, the Mighty Duck movies. So nice, pretty awesome. Uh, there's a, like an awkward scene where they're coming off the ice, and they're like the Mighty Ducks are going on, and they're like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, that's that's my impression. There you go. I was like watching the movie. Thanks for that, Jack. Yeah, um, yeah. For mine, I've gone with the late great Dale Earnhardt Sr. from the world of NASCAR. Uh, when he was, he made a cameo in the wonderful film Basketball. Uh, he's a, uh, oh, nice. he plays the part of a taxi oh, driver. Yeah. He's asked if he could drive uh, any faster. He then turns and says, can I drive any faster? I puts on a race helmet, hits a raccoon, and then needs a parachute to stop the car. <laughs> so wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I think um, Reggie Jackson cameos in basketball as well. What a, what a great movie. Genuinely. Mm-hmm. I need to I've, I've so yeah, I was going to say, though, I say it's a great movie. I, pr- I think I watched oh, it, it when I was... I watched it not that long ago. It's oh, great. brilliant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, my fear was, like, I watched it when I was 14 and thought it was just the greatest thing of all time, and I'll watch it again as a 32-year-old and go, but this is ridiculous. But anyway, as I ramble on, Yale, thank you very much for your question of the week, and please remember, please fire us questions at all our teams on Instagram. Um, and if you do it on Twitter, we'll probably read it in, like, six months and maybe ask it then. So why <laughs> not? Uh, gentlemen, um, is there anything else that you boys have seen in sport 
over the last week that the listener may have missed. Jack Green. Yeah, a couple of things. Um, and it's tying into uh, Twat of the Week. It's not going to be a, a big official one this week. Um, Neil Lennon uh, is holding on to the crown um, as part of the Celtic setup, um, successfully holding on to it after defending the, the decision to travel to Dubai a couple of weeks ago now uh, and hitting out at um, Scotland's politicians saying that the self-isolating that the Celtic players were forced to uh, carry out was a political move instead of being a safety um, concern. Dumb fuck. Um, <laughs> shut your mouth, you fucking idiot. Uh, seriously, you are twat of the week. You will hold on to the crown until you stop talking. Um, God, he needs... I just I don't want him in football anymore. Hated him. In, hate him at Bolton. Hate him at Celtic. Don't know anything about what he did at Hibs. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. And um, slightly more uplifting, um, maybe. Uh, Drew Brees' wife. We put this in the uh, not just his wife, <laughs> what she did as well. Uh, um, she wrote a, a, a beautiful, heartfelt Twitter post. Not quite so nice after it's on Twitter, but um, providing excuses for why he didn't win the Super Bowl this year. Um, the way that I see it is, which is a little bit cynical because it was very nice and it was all about how much she loves him. Um, but she basically listed off all the injuries that he's apparently had this season without him saying it. So to me, that's uh, him making excuses through his wife. But it was very nice. I enjoyed it. I was slightly worried this was just going to be a Paulina Gretzky moment in which he just sort yeah, of I was thinking a segment on. No, no, no. Jack has to leave the podcast for a few minutes and compose himself. <laughs> 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 Boys, I can uh, break the news that the Toronto Maple Leafs are 1-0 up against Jack's beloved for one year Calgary Flames. Uh, seven minutes to go in the first period. Uh, but by the time you've by the time you've listened to this podcast, Toronto have probably played another four games, so that is kind of irrelevant mm. information. <laughs> on arrival how they're getting on the plane without having a negative test i do not know other than the fact they're just catching it in the air they've then ended up having to self-quarantine in, ho- in uh, hotels i was about to say hospitals that's uh, that's the the, the 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 worst thing that could happen but just in hotels but just the, just the fact that tennis players you know a few of the players started to moan about having to self-isolate for two weeks and uh, seemed to come across pretty um pretty poorly in a city that has dealt with some of the worst COVID outbreaks that the world has seen. So uh, just a bit of a negative, but on a lighter note um, is that the Chicago Bulls mascot, Benny the Bull, uh, he dressed up as the Bernie Sanders meme last night and oh, attended, nice. uh, attended the Bulls game as, uh, as a Bernie Sanders meme. He is by far the best mascot in sport. Mr. Jeremy Curo. Better than the Philly fanatic? I don't know about that. <laughs> or gritty. Quite like yeah, gritty, gritty, actually. Uh, or Kingsley. Fact, in Kingsley. the new NHL no, game. No, oh, God, no. not that creep. <laughs> <laughs> in the new NHL games, you can play as the mascots, which is fun. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, okay, so I got to start off with the 
the Detroit Lions new coach Dan Campbell and some of the bizarre stuff he said at the, his introductory press conference. I don't have it down exactly, but it was something along the lines of you can knock us down, but we're going to get back up and we're going to bite your kneecaps off on the way and then knock us down again. We'll <laughs> yeah. bite off your other kneecap. It was bizarre. I mean, this this guy looks more like he's a deputy in the old West Town of Deadwood than he does a, an NFL head coach. So it's a very strange beginning, but nothing compared to Adam Gase's press conference a few years back. <laughs> um, also in the NFL, the, the Ravens released running back Mark Ingram. And while there's nothing unusual about that, it, I saw that every player on the team um, gave him an autographed jersey with a personalized Amazing. message to him. So obviously uh, he commands a lot of respect there. So former Heisman Trophy winner, hopefully he can catch on somewhere else for the last few years of his career. That's right, maybe the Bills, Jack. I'll take him at the Bills. Yeah, yeah that would actually be, be a, a nice sign. fit. Um, yeah. And lastly, this isn't anything that anyone missed, but this is the last chance we're going to have to talk about it before it happens next Saturday. That is the Senior Bowl. And no, this isn't a bunch of retirees throwing the football around. <laughs> Uh, this is senior college football players uh, given one last chance to improve their draft stock or just sort of play in a fun all-star game. Um, some names that are going to be there, Devontae Smith, uh, his Alabama teammate Mac Jones, Florida quarterback Kyle Trask, all three of which were Heisman Trophy finalists, uh, Florida receiver, and I just add him because he's a great name, Kadarius Tony. Uh, so you got to like that. Oh, yeah. um, Jamie Newman, who we've never brought up before, he was a quarterback for Wake Forest who was a big draft prospect. He transferred to Florida and decided to opt out. So we have no idea what he's going to look like. Some mock drafts had him going in the first round this year. Um, he's wow. dropped far, but if he can have a good showing there, anything can happen. And uh, Mississippi State, I believe, running back Kylan Hill. And while he's a good prospect, he's more notable for refusing to play until Mississippi took the Confederate flag out of their state flag. So big ups to him. And I believe this game mm-hmm. is on Saturday the 30th at 2 p.m. my time, um, 7 p.m. UK time. If anyone's free and is interested at all, uh, it's a ton of fun to watch every year. I was going to say, it's just it's a big moment for, for college, college football because the combine isn't going to be the same this mm-hmm. year. And it's going to be like pro days instead of, instead of the actual combine. So I think this could really, like you're saying, with players that did opt out, this is really a massive moment for them to to prove that their their stock is where people think it was, or the start of the season, or the end of last season. So I think, uh, uh, you know, for uh, for myself, if I get the opportunity, I'd, I'd like to watch it. But anyone that's interested in who their team might be picking up might be worth uh, a little look. This also might be for a sure. very good education for my dynasty team. So absolutely, it will exactly. be. And if you remember yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah. Justin Herbert played for it, ended up solidifying himself as a, a top 10 pick in the draft. And I didn't mention that that these the games, are um, both teams are coached by current NFL coaching staff. So this year is, I think, Miami and Detroit, maybe. I was hoping the Jets would, would uh, coach one of the teams, but they're not. It's usually teams right near the bottom of the standings with the top picks. So I might be wrong about who it is this year, but either way, it's great for those teams to get a look at some guys. Yeah. Well, Jeremy, I look forward to you updating us on that game on the next episode. Gentlemen, shall we end with some of our favorite top threes? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. This week, we are going to look at athletes who retired too early. The theme of the pod. Um, Maybe we're retiring. Are we retiring the pod? I hope not. If we are, this is the first I've heard of it. So what a time to find (laughs) out at the top threes. Uh, Mr. Jeremy Curo, would you like to go first? Would you like to defer to your good buddy, Jack? Jack's been great lately, and I don't want to follow him anymore, so I'm going to start. 
not quite making it. And this was a sad one because it was injury only, but former Raptor Chris Bosch um, was still a very high yeah. level all-star caliber player when he had a, a blood clot or something along the lines that was prevented him from playing again. Um, and nextly, a guy who's just a bonehead, another former NBA player, Gilbert Arenas, who formed, or famously rather, took a gun on a team plane to threaten a player over, I believe, a gambling debt. <laughs> a lot of bonehead moves like that. I think he had a gun in the locker room too. Just a complete idiot. Cost himself a career. But getting on to the actual top three. Number three, former San Francisco 49ers linebacker Patrick Willis. He retired right around 30, maybe a little bit before, but he was unbelievable. I think he was still rated 99 in Madden by the time he retired. Wow. Wow. Uh, an absolute monster. And there's a picture of him playing at Mississippi, just Mississippi, Ole Miss, uh, with just a huge club on his hand uh, <laughs> because he didn't want to miss the game with a broken hand. Uh, number two, wow. former Portland Trailblazer, Brandon Roy. Um, he was an amazing player coming out of college into the NBA from Washington University, I believe just career cut short because of knee injuries but he was amazing and all, all reports are that he's one of the best amateur coaches in the country now so i wouldn't be surprised if in a few years we saw him uh taking on an nba team and number one detroit lions wide receiver calvin johnson yeah top three top two wide receiver i've ever seen play he was unbelievable six foot five 240 pounds or something nicknamed megatron just an absolute beast <laughs> Absolutely. Is there a chance that he retired just because the Lions, he just couldn't be bothered yeah. anymore? Yeah, yeah. he was on that 0-16 team. I yeah. wish he went somewhere else. That's why I'm so happy Stafford's getting out of there. But yeah, um, Calvin Johnson was was amazing. He was some player, Mr. Jack Green. Yeah, um, first one, um, a player that I've brought up before, uh, former Norwich City, West Ham United striker Dean Ashton. Um as I we, you know, mentioned in the previous pod, got his uh, shout up for England and basically got kicked by the England squad. Um, broke his ankle, went back, played again, went back to England, got injured again and took two years to get a cap. Um, retired at the age of 26. Yeah, it's brutal. Which is painful. You know, his career had barely even started. Yeah. He'd had a couple of years in the Premier League and he was really looking like a, a, a prospect for, you know, the next... 10 years and unfortunately the man lost his career due to injury um next one andrew luck yeah i I keep forgetting that andrew luck was a was a player two years ago and (laughs) he you know he was supposed to be coming back from injury and he just decided that that was him and he had enough 29 years old when he retired look at some of the quarterbacks look at the two guys playing right now tom brady's what 42 aaron Rodgers is 38 something like that like he could have had another 10 years in the league um Maybe his body was giving up on, on a little bit, but you know, is, is the more and more I follow college football, the more and more Andrew Luck is, seems to be like the the staple to go to to say this is the elite coming out of college football, mm-hmm. and that's where Andrew Luck was. And unfortunately, his NBA, his NBA, his NFL career didn't quite reach the heights that it could have. But what a player in his in his prime, real shame. And lastly, twenty eight year old Luke Keekley. Um, he was a linebacker for the the Carolina Panthers. He ran that defense. Such an intelligent player. If you've ever watched the All or Nothing for the Panthers, if you haven't, just watch the bits that they have that he's in, where he's he spends so much of his time watching tape, so that he knows exactly what's coming at him for as a defense. And he's such a beast of a player. Um, you know, he, massive part of the reason why they made it to the Super Bowl. I think. Um, 
they they you know they're going to spend some time and, and probably quite a lot of capital to replace what he had um big part of the organization and, and one hell of a player yeah absolutely um boys for mine i've gone with uh, carl edwards uh, he was a nascar driver who retired back in 2016 now he retired at the age of 36 which might sound reasonably old compared to some of the athletes we've just spoken about uh, between uh, yourselves there uh, jeremy and jack but in motorsport you can kind of go on a little bit longer um for context uh, morgan shepherd uh, is still racing part-time and he's 79 so <laughs> um so yeah. there's hope for oj yeah, it, yeah. Well, I mean, get him, get him a, get him a Bronco, and he'll be on it. He'll be on it. Um, you know, uh, Morgan Shepard is not racing anywhere near the top tier of NASCAR, where which Carl Edwards was when he retired. But yeah, he retired in 2016. He 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 was one of the greats uh, to never win a championship. He didn't win the Daytona 500 either, um, and he just retired at 36. And to this day, nobody really knows why. He's kind of just disappeared into his family life um there's there's strong belief that probably in the next 10 years we might see him in politics he's he's a very intelligent uh, very intelligent man a very politically minded it's he would never portray his politics out in public but uh but it's uh believed that he may run one day run for congress in some manner but yeah at 36 he just he just retired and it took even his team manager uh, his team owner by surprise um roush racing they had no idea he just at the end of the 2016 season said enough is enough uh michael jordan i uh, put him in just for the just for the fact that he did retire you know at his prime um he was 34 when he retired after the 98 season but as uh you know but uh, as we spoke earlier he was still at the, the the top of his game when he just decided uh that that was that of course if anyone has seen the last dance you know the bulls were wanting to move into a transition period and, and look for the for the future which uh you know went very well um spoiler <laughs> alert it, it, it went terribly and um but yeah you know what he then came back at the age of 38 as you said jack he um you know had to average about 20 points a game then but it would just kind of weird to think he came back sort of after three years after initially retiring but uh, yeah between his um sabbatical playing baseball between retiring at the end of the 98 season and then uh, coming back as an old man it was a pretty odd career uh, and then third uh, probably most importantly uh, was just the shock master who was retired immediately <laughs> was gonna come up immediately day. after pummeling through one a drywall yeah he one night he was one night which was uh, I don't know about you boys but a grave disappointment to me anyway ladies and gentlemen Thank you once again for listening to the All Our Themes podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. Please remember, we are on Instagram at All Our Themes. If you have any ideas for segments, for quizzes, anything you'd, you've seen in the sporting world that you think our listeners may have missed, please uh, hit us up on that platform and we will mention it on the podcast. We're on Spotify. We are on Apple Pods. If you're on Apple Pods, please give us a five-star rating. It would be lovely to get those algorithms going. So... Jeremy Curo, it has been an utter pleasure. Well done on beating me once again in the quiz. Um, it's a hollow, hollow loss, but never mind. Thank you and good night. Yeah, thanks everyone for listening. See you later, boys. Jack Green, thank you for being the quiz master this week. It's been a pleasure. Welcome. And uh, let's go, Bills. Bills Brady for the Super Bowl. Ladies and gentlemen, I have been Alistair Kirk. And to the people Ooh. of Brazil, to the people of Brazil, we love you too. All right, welcome to Jeremy's first and last podcast. McLeno, Jay McLeno.
Sounds like a type of Play-Doh. Bansley. Bansley. Can't feel my legs. Uh, I can't even speak. A lot more than... What is happening? True. Fun fact, the only member of uh, ZZ Top to not have a beard surname is Beard. Do you think you can... I wonder if Lindsay's getting picked up on this mic. It's fine. I think I'm pretty sure the, the people of Canada would love to hear my wife's weekly plans. Hello. The ghost of Jack has returned. I hope that makes it into it.